All right, so a bunch of jokers sitting around a small little table. Yeah. Awkward. <laughs> yeah, we're good. All right. Okay, we're live. Yeah. Holy cow, everybody. we did it. You guys do not even know what all went into this. <laughs> um, I'm not sure how this is going to turn out just yet. This is our first one, so uh, we haven't done video before, and uh, we are trying to bring you guys more into the studio so you guys can see what's going on. Um, we will upload this to um, our podcast platform today once this is over, but here we are. Let's get this thing cranking. This podcast is brought to you in part by Shorewinder, the industry leading tool for winding residential and commercial springs with a cordless drill. Let us shoulder the burden for you and check us out at Surewinder.com. Hey guys, before we get into the show, I need to let you know, not only do I own a garage door company, I also own and run a marketing agency. If you need help with your marketing, make sure you contact us at 404-445-3494 or check us out at garagedoormarketing.co. That's garagedoormarketing.co. What's up, Garage Door Nation? My name is Ryan. Welcome to another episode of Torsion Talk, the podcast that's dedicated to helping you grow your garage door business. So the transitions might be a little rough today. We're still figuring out the groove, and I'm used to being able to give hand signals to my boy over here, uh, but you guys are in the room with us, and we're going to try to pretend like we're somewhat professional, um, and uh, we know what we're doing. So bear with us. Um, I've got a little bit of an agenda. One of the things, my vision for doing this particular podcast with the video and the live um, streaming is to try to bring you guys into the podcast. I wanted to do call-ins. Um, that's just so freaking difficult to get, like, get that on um, and set up. Uh, plus, to be honest with you, I don't trust any of you guys calling in live. So <laughs> that too was a problem. Um, but I thought it would be fun if we did a, uh, a live podcast. Uh, so we're planning on doing this every other week for the off the track. You guys are used to the off the tracks, but when we went back and we reviewed on ways that we could get better or things that we could do better, one of the things that we noticed in all the analytics of the shows was that the off the tracks had significantly less, well, about half the listeners are downloads um, than the interviews. So we thought, you know what, let's change it up. Let's do something, try to make it better. And hopefully this is it. So today uh, we're going to talk, I've got an agenda here for us, and um, I'm going to talk a little bit about Kyle Hart's episode. I don't know if you guys have listened to it or not, but uh, Kyle is a friend of mine. I freaking love him to death. Uh, he is a, uh, well, I was going to say he's like a 30-year-old man with a 15-year-old mind, but he's super intelligent, but he loves to play. He plays hard works hard. And, uh, I flew out there last year, uh, to spend some time with him. Originally it was just planned for me to go out there and learn. Uh, but then I was like, Hey, I'm going to start a podcast. Do you mind if I record a lot of our conversation? And he was like, sure, no problem. He was a little bit hesitant. He, he barely knows me, you know, he's like, you know, probably worried about incriminating himself at some point. 
Um, and we got some good audio, but um, a lot of it was kind of hard to hear sometimes because we were in the truck or whatever. And uh, so we went ahead and interviewed him, but he was supposed to be my very first interview podcast that we were going to release. Unfortunately, it didn't work out that way, but uh, Kyle's the rock star of season two because he was the first episode and did a phenomenal job. And a um, couple of things that I think we probably didn't talk about while we were out there is uh, we went on a job. Um, you know, I don't commercials never really been my thing. Like I've, I'm learning it. Right. And we went to a job where um, uh, he has like a contract with the city or whatever in Vancouver and so we get a phone call and I'm in the truck and we're, we drive over there and it's a recycling place, like city run recycling place. And it smelt awful, dude. I mean, like horrible. And um, I remember we got in there and uh, one of the doors was damaged. And this was my first time seeing like the Wayne Dalton, like I think they call them T50s or something like that. And it was like three quarters of an inch thick or something. I don't know. It was tiny. Yeah. Like I, it felt like paper. I felt like, uh, when I saw the door was messed up, I was like, did somebody flick this or something? You know, it was pretty, pretty weak. Um, but apparently those doors have a purpose. And, um, and that day, uh, we ended up having to replace a couple sections and, um, it was just a cool day. Like, uh, watching him do his thing, how good he was at it. And he was like, yeah, uh, he gave him a quote. We called this place, drove over there. It was forever away. Uh, but he did same day swap out and the sections were ridiculously expensive based on my perception of the value of those sections being so thin. Um, but, uh, we had to cut them down. So I got to watch him cut them down and, uh, that was pretty easy. Um, and then we threw them up real quick, but, uh, just the stench dude. Like it was, I, I'm pretty sure I smelt that place for like two days after I left. Um, that was, that was probably the sucky part of the trip. And then I remember another, another house we went to, we actually, he wanted to go do a checkup on one of his guys in a resi spot. And, uh, um, that was the first time I had seen a Somer in action and I was impressed. It was pretty nice. Um, but the house was like on water and, uh, so not on water, but like, the backyard had this huge lake and apparently like, it's a cool thing there to like fly around places. And so while we were there, this plane like flies in and lands on the water and it's just like this really cool environment. And these houses are really beautiful. And just, I mean, all of Vancouver, the parts that I saw were absolutely gorgeous. And so, um, I really enjoyed my time out there with it, but if you guys have uh, any questions, you can leave them in the comment section of our Facebook. Um, Roman said, Hey Josh with uh Somer. What's up Roman. So those of you guys who don't know, I've got Josh here with me. I'm going to introduce him here shortly. Um, James Jim McGrath said, who's today's guest. Uh, let's see here. If I can reply to him, you got it. All right. Oh, whoa. All right. So, um, so anyway, that was the episode with Kyle Hart and some of my experiences with him. Um, he introduced me to um, Fortnite, which was probably the worst thing ever because I came back here and I always made fun of people who wore like the headsets with the microphones and, you know, you're only as ignorant as you are. Right. <laughs> and so once I got back, he's like, uh, do you download it yet? And I was like, heck yeah, I did. I'm sitting here playing. I still suck though. And so I started getting better. 
And then um, he was like, all right, so we get to play. And he's like, you have any headphones or anything? I'm like, nah, bro, I don't do that. And I was too embarrassed anyway, because like I didn't want my wife to walk in. And and she, he's like, you got to get headphones, man. We got to be able to talk. So I got, uh, I had some beats or whatever. And so I put those on and, and it had a microphone and we were able to talk. And my wife walked in and she's like, oh my God. And I'm like, what? She's like, you did it. She's like, oh my God. I'm like, I know I've given in. It's okay. Um, but yeah, I have a good time. Kyle and I haven't played in a while, uh, but we used to play a little bit. I think he got frustrated because I tell my kids we take turns. So I'll play and then I'll give it to my son who's five and then he'll play. And, and, but the cool thing about it was like, Kyle would be cool. He'd be like, Hey Asher, what's going on? You know, like, and talk to him and, I don't know. Asher would die like right away. Um, so Kyle would be on his own. Um, last week we interviewed, um, a guy, Matt Weber, who, uh, his episode will be going live on Tuesday, right? This guy, in my opinion, is super smart. Like I'm so thrilled to have him and my, my phone as a contact because even yesterday when I was working on like comp plan for, uh, a new door salesperson. Um, he, uh, I, I dialed him up and was able to ask some questions and bounce some ideas off of him. And I think I came up with a pretty good comp plan based on that conversation and some ideas that I had, but, uh, just, I mean, you guys have to listen to the podcast. This dude's like on another level. He's so professional, more professional than me. And, um, sounds like he doubles every year and I don't know how he does it, but, uh, just, uh, definitely, definitely an up and comer and a leader in our industry. Uh, one thing that we have in common that I'm kind of like, um, getting counseling from him on is, um, I, uh, I hired a general manager and some of you guys who are watching my video, um, might've noticed that there's a third person in the room and his name is Josh. And so Josh is someone that I've been recruiting for almost a year. And, uh, and so he, um, he's again, just one of those guys that, you know, if you can get him on your team, just changes the whole dynamic. And, uh, I knew from the very first time we met, I think it was at a Mexican restaurant in Tequila. I was so tired, bro. Like I wake up at like, I don't know, four 30, a lot of times. And he's like, Hey bro, you want to meet at um, cause I was trying to get a, I was trying to meet up with him. So, you know, and he's a busy dude and he's got a family and everything. And finally he had an opening. So he was like, you want to meet in Tequila at, I don't know. It was like nine o'clock, yeah, it was which late. I go to bed at like eight thirty, nine o'clock. So I was like, sure. And, uh, I don't know if you noticed that day, but I was struggling the whole way. I through. wasn't going to tell you, but you look pretty rough. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I was up from like, I think we left that restaurant at 11. Yeah. We were there for like two hours. And I had woke up at like four, four thirty. It was crazy. Um, so uh, let me see something real quick. If you guys have, is this? Let's see. We got are all these text messages? We're asking if you guys want to do any text messaging. Um, if you guys want to text in questions, you can do two ways, right? So if you want to text in questions, you can do that. That phone number. If you want to text in a comment or questions, four zero four. 800-4403. Again, that's 
I think next show, now that we're thinking about it, we probably need to put that up on the screen um, so people can see it and text in. But if you have comments, questions, whatever, you can text in and we'll get those and then we'll be able to address them on the air live. Um, and then uh, if you have comments on Facebook, I'm going to try to keep an eye here on the Facebook. Um, I don't know. I always mess up your name. Dubois? Dubois? Yeah, I think that's you're so good at that stuff, dude. That's why you're here. Dubois, Mark, what's up, man? Uh, we got Roman said, hey, Josh, and then Jim. So come be part of the conversation. Um, we would love to uh, make this as interactive as possible. And uh, hopefully we can get some good conversation going with you guys out there. Um, so anyway, I introduced Josh. Say hey, everyone, Josh. Hey, everyone. How's everyone doing? <laughs> so Josh comes to me with a lot of experience in commercial, which is something that I uh, have been intrigued with. I've four years, four and a half years in business and my residential side is doing really well, but not as profitable as I'd like. Um, commercial, I dipped my toe in it last year and um, we, uh, we saw what could be and it got me really excited. Um, I'm going back to the conversation and interview that I had with Matt Weber. Uh, he's primarily commercial and uh, he's killing it y'all. And so a um, couple things that I learned from him on the podcast, I think you guys, should, the reason why you guys should listen is uh, there's a few things why I think he's a great leader. One, um, he, he knows, he understands that employees are people, you know, and I think that's important because um, a lot of times I think we forget that. And then um, he, he also is really good at holding people accountable. I think I struggle with that sometimes. Like I really want to get better at that portion of my, my job um, i I feel like for me, um, I've never really had to be held accountable for the most part. I'm a hard worker. I come in, I do my job. If I'm doing it wrong, you tell me I fix it. Or if I'm don't fix it, it's because I think my way is better than your way and I'm doing it my way. And that's some selfishness. That's probably what a little bit of what I got going on here uh, with some of my guys every once in a while. Um, and then, uh, and then you got uh, how to hire around your weaknesses because um, Matt also just hired a general manager, which got me on that topic. And um, he hired, it was so interesting. Like I won't ruin that podcast for you guys, but he hired a guy from outside the industry that I thought was um, just his approach is great. Um, and then how to grow your, your business like crazy because um I think it's amazing what he's done, taking that business from where it was at a couple hundred thousand and doubling it year over year. Um, so anyway, I just thought that was cool. I think you guys need to check it out. It's going to be out next Tuesday. Um, and for those of you business owners out there who are thinking about hiring a general manager, we talk a lot about that, um, giving up kind of the day-to-day -day operations. And, uh, and then I'm going to ask Josh here some questions in a little bit. So uh, sit tight. We're going to actually run some ads for you guys because these guys pay decent money to be part of our podcast. We want you to support them, love them, show them the love, and um, we appreciate them as, as sponsors. So my man right here is going to run it. Somer is a European-based garage door opener manufacturer who has recently opened Somer USA out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Serving more than 90 countries worldwide, with our 40 years of experience, Somer produces one of the highest quality openers on the market. 
Combining German engineering and manufacturing, Somer uses direct drive technology to make their openers and opener accessories durable, long-lasting, quiet, and with the maximum lifting force. Further, Somer has earned both IDA and DASMA certifications by maintaining the quality and innovation standards set in place by national and international garage door associations. Maintaining these standards has allowed Somer to create the most versatile operator on the market, featuring unique optimization and diagnostic tools to make their operator perfect for every job and every customer. For more information on Somer operators, visit somer-usa.com. That's S-O-M-M-E-R-USA.com or contact their Charlotte office at 877-766-6607. One of the hottest topics with garage door companies in 2020 is what's the best dispatch software? I run my business with Service Titan. I wouldn't have it any other way. Service Titan is the premium software that allows you to run every aspect of your business quickly and smoothly. It's not just a dispatch software. I use them for credit card processing, marketing automation, business intelligence, follow-up, and even maintenance agreements. My staff likes it because they can build quotes quickly and easily, and the price is already there. I like it because I get a ton of five-star reviews from customers who love the automated communication. We've seen a huge increase in our revenue per job by offering set pricing and multiple quotes. If you're interested in scheduling a demo with Service Titan, go to servicetitan.com forward slash torsion talk or call 888-809-7457. Thanks for holding on for us on that, guys. I hope you, uh, hope you guys uh, enjoyed that little advertisement we had there for you. Uh, thanks to Service Titan for joining season two. And as always, uh, not only do we have Somer as a sponsorship, but uh, our boys actually uh, joined in. Roman, uh, by the way, speaking of Roman, like the more, so Roman, I'm about to put another order in for some motors today, uh, just so you know. But the um, my guys, now that they've accepted the fact that we're going to install something different every once in a while, which was probably the biggest hurdle, now that they're installing Somers, they love them. Uh, some of the comments that I've gotten from some of my guys, uh, number one, they love the fact that it works on a seven or eight foot door right out of the box. You don't have to carry a seven or eight foot rail. So that's a win. Um, and then Taylor, one of my uh, uh, repair guys, he actually brought up the um, the fact that you don't have to adjust the angle iron, which is great. Um, so let's say you got a genie on there and um, – uh, because the way that the operator mounts to the rail, there's a little plastic piece and it slides up and down the rail. And so you can slide it wherever you want it, wherever you need it. And the head's not in the way because it's way out of the way. So it's super nice because you can just adjust it where your current drop is. You're probably going to have to make it a little bit more narrow just because it's only the width of the rail. And then you're done. I mean, that's super easy, not having to move angle iron um, for the most part. I love that. So um, anyway, just some feedback that we get uh, from our guys, and uh, we're installing more and more Somer. And again, I mean, I think you guys know I'm, I've am i I've been a diehard LiftMaster fan from the very beginning, uh, but I'm, I'm uh, Somer's grown on me tremendously, uh, immensely, I guess is probably the word, tremendously. I'm going to make up a new word. Tremendously. I like that. That's going to be my new word. Tremendously. I'm going to use it. Um, uh, 
So my wife's going to make fun of me. I'm always making up words. Um, so anyway, Hey, thanks for joining Michael. Uh, Michael's a client of ours through the marketing company. Um, we just built his website, army of David's garage doors.com. Um, he's a startup, my man. I'm so excited about, uh, working with you. Thank you for joining the, uh, the podcast here. And, uh, so I want to talk about a few things. Um, I posted a question a few days ago on Facebook and, uh, the question was, what is the biggest obstacle when trying to grow your business? And uh, I just want to read some of these. And again, if you guys want to be part of the discussion, you can text in the numbers 404-800-4403, or you can comment on the Facebook post um, of the live video. But um, Mark Harper, uh, his biggest challenge was finding quality trainees who were willing to put in, uh, put up with the crazy hours and the crazy temps and the safety regulations. So Mark's from North Carolina. He does a lot of like um, commercial jobs and things. And uh, let's see. And he said a whole list of other things. Probably the biggest though is getting each department to quit blaming the other side and work together to complete a quality project in time to make money. So I am a hundred percent on board with that. I love that. Um, I think all those are valid points. And the fact that, uh, you know, it's not about sides. You're all on the same team. We got to figure out a way to work together. Um, quality trainees is probably, I think that's going to be everybody's pain point. Um, I'm almost, I've tried different things since starting this business. Like we try going after super like experienced people. And then we were like, okay, this works, but they're really hard headed and, and, you know, try to leverage you a little bit sometimes. And then you got the, you're like, I'm just going to hire people who don't know and train them. And then you're like, ah, can't really find anybody. And then, so you go back to the other thing and it's just a constant circle. Um, Matt Weber said the, uh, the biggest challenge is his self. Um, and, uh, (laughs) Kevin Pike agreed. My answer was, um, it's what I don't know and what I know and aren't acting on. So the biggest thing for me is I'm a true believer in constantly learning and getting better. And so I've got a couple of books here. I was actually going to bring to y'all's attention. Uh, so I'm, I'm reading, I just, I just got this one, uh, profit first for contractors. I know it's been brought up in the deplorables group a few times. My marketing company's reading, uh, building a story brand. Oh, they can't see the video. Can they, um, building a story brand with Donald Miller? Uh, this book is phenomenal. What was the word I made up? Tremensely. Tremensely. You're going to love this book tremendously. Um, It is, if you're into psychology and marketing, this is the book. I'm I'm all about psychology and what goes into decisions and conversations that make people take action. So, um, but the Profits First, I've read the Profits First uh, book, Profit First, uh, not the contractor version. I read the other one. And it was amazing. Transformed our business last year. And then um, it looks like they came out with a second version of it uh, for contractors. So, How different are they so far? I don't know. I just got it yesterday. I haven't started it. Um, so I, I've got a confession to make. I've struggled reading my whole life. I'm not a great reader. Um, I, I struggle retaining what I read. Uh, I was dyslexic as a kid and um, and really struggled through school. Not to 
not to sound completely stupid, but um, I did get called stupid a lot when I was younger, um, and probably still do. But uh, the I, I'm I think reading two books at one time would overwhelm me. Um, I'm about twenty five percent of the way through uh, building a story brand, so I think I'm going to finish this one um, on my trip down to Disney on Thursday. And then um, that's like an eight-hour drive. I'm going to ask my wife to take the steering wheel so I can read. Um, and then uh, Profit First, I might try to hit up on the way back and see if I can finish that one. Um, my wife doesn't like the way I drive, so it's an excuse for me uh, to do things like that. So Joshua Clark said, finding, hiring quality applicants and training them to be great technicians. Uh, same as above. And then Kevin Pike said, steady business as soon as you think it's time to grow. It slows down. So I agree with you a little bit on that, Kevin. Um, what we've done over the last few years is track each month. And um, as much as I'd like to tell you that I've got some formula that's, uh, that I think is proven, every time I think it's proven, it ends up getting busted. So um, I know within a few months, I'm going to have one really down month. And that's going to be either in the summer Oh, it's going to be one in the summer and it's going to be one in the, uh, like winter around this time. So, uh, last year, I think it was December this year. It's looking like it could be February. We haven't had that horrible month yet. Um, but with it being a short month and we're already started out slow, I would say that, um, this is going to be the month. However, I'm also going to say that because January was such a good month for us, um, Typically, like last month, we were $25,000 over our goal that we set. And our goal was set $25,000 over what we did last year. So we did $50,000 and some change more than we did last year in January, which is huge because January is usually a down month for us, but it was a really good month to us. So um, usually when you have a big month like that on a month where you don't normally, and then that it kind of postpones it for a month. And then if you pile that on with a short month in February, I just have a feeling it's going to be a little bit tight uh, at the beginning of March. So uh, we're going to push through and see what we can make happen. Um, but tracking stuff, like we use Service Titan, and it's got tons of data. And um, we use a lot of the data that we get out of Service Titan to help us with projections and stuff. Uh, let's see here. Robert Shield said ads that work. I can totally agree. Um, I know how difficult that can be. Um, I think if, uh, as a matter of fact, Robert, if you're listening, uh, building a story brand would be perfect for you. Um, he talks about compelling content that, that makes people take action. So I would strongly recommend taking a look at that. Um, let's see here. Scott said, happy Valentine's day. Is today Valentine's day? No. <laughs> I'm going to reply back. I love you. Will you be, be my Valentine? All right. So, um, we don't have any text. It doesn't look like we have a whole lot of questions. So we're just going to, um, scoot right into our last portion of the episode. Thanks for joining Kenny, Scott, Chris Lowry, the a one team. Thanks, Chris. I really enjoyed seeing your um, van on uh, on on the uh, Facebook group the other day. Richard Booth, um, Brandon Savage, thank you. Um, that was a uh, that was nice. I actually sh- 
told uh, Josh here to go check it out because we're um, <laughs> Scott. So we're uh, we uh, got me distracted, man. I'm all blushing now. <laughs> all right, so maybe maybe not uh, maybe not be my Valentine. Uh, I'm feeling I'm feeling a little uncomfortable. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, let's see here. What do we got? Oh yeah. I told, uh, I told Josh, Scott, you messed my head up, man. I gotta stop watching this. So, um, I told Josh to check out this, uh, that his, your video, Chris Lowry. And, um, uh, cause we're looking at getting a van and decking it out for sales and looking at different options for our repair and install guys. So, um, I'm scared to hit new comment. There he is again. We call them steak sauce. I'm not sure I get it, but I don't want him to expand on it. All right. So um, the last portion of the podcast, we are going to talk a little bit about Aaron Red Doors. And this is where I'm going to bring Josh in. Um, so uh, I chose to hire a general manager for multiple reasons. Number one, um, I felt like I wasn't doing as good of a job as I could have. Uh, running the company. The reasons for that is I started a marketing company and that was pulling a lot of, uh, a lot of my time because it, it, I didn't really expect it to do as well as it did so quickly. Um, and then I, I figured out quickly that I didn't need to look at it anymore like a hobby. I needed to really take it seriously because I want to ride that through. Uh, that's my passion. That's what I love to do. Um, I also felt like and this was a humbling thing to get to this point, but I felt like there was somebody out there that could do a better job than me at running the company. Um, and after meeting Josh a few times over the past year, I felt like he um, was the right fit. And even though it took a year to talk him into it, I mean, he had a good thing going. I mean, dude, you told me that from the beginning. You're like, dude, I'm happy where I'm at. Tell me about the decision-making process and how you came to the idea that you're like, I'm going to jump ship on something that I really enjoy doing and working for a great company. And I'm going to go work for this crazy dude who talks on a podcast, you know, once a week and uh, wants to hand his company over to me. Yeah. Like you said, I was in a good spot, liked where I was at. No negative about it. I loved it. And I was stubborn. Like I said, like you said, it took you, about a year. Yeah, it did. But, uh, Two but, offers, too. First offer yeah. got rejected. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, kind of left it alone for a couple months. Yeah. And then I figured you'd come back again. I knew then I was like, this guy is a great negotiator. Like, I want him bad. So it's kind of like the girl that tells you no that you've been wanting your whole life. And then you're like, okay, all right, I'll show you. I'm going to show up in the tux with the dollar bills hanging out. So, all right. So go ahead. Sorry. My biggest thing is. For years, I've seen from going from the smallest companies to the biggest now, I've seen the negatives, I've seen the pros, and building off the what you've already started, your vision. I was like, all right, I can stop being stubborn now. I, th I think I could buy into this. That's good. And uh, our differences and our likes go hand in hand. They're yeah. perfect. They're perfect. Uh, where I'm strong, you're not. Where you're strong, I'm not. Yeah. And uh, with you wanting to be real hands on with the company and not being able to. I knew that was my opportunity to yeah. come in here and perfect what you had already started. Now you've been here for a week. Um, did I over promise you? Did I, or did I tell you exactly how it was? No, no, it's dead on. 
is dead on. I always like to ask that question because, you know, you're trying to sell the job, but you don't want to oversell it. So I try to be so blunt about exactly what people are walking into because I don't want them to feel fold when they walk in because then they like, ah, this isn't anything like I thought it was going to be. And you had a lot of questions, but you feel like I did a pretty good job. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, you could be honest, dude. That was one of the positive things about our last meeting is it was, you were honest. Yeah. Most people, when they go out to try to recruit a high recruit, they sugarcoat everything. I don't sugarcoat a lot. No, no. I try not to. Cause I know like I'm so passionate. It's easy for me to get other people passionate, but I try not to sugarcoat because it's just going to make you look like an idiot when they start, you know? My thing is if I go sit down to meet somebody about teaming up with them, and they do nothing but talk about the pluses and the great things that are going on and don't point out one negative, I, I, I'll shut it off. I'm like, see, nobody out there is running a perfect company. Nothing's yeah, going perfect. That's the truth. So if you don't bring those up, I, I'm done. I'll, I'll be done with the conversation. But yeah. now you brought pros, you brought the negatives, you brought the downsides that need to be fixed. And I was like, okay, that's something I can handle. Yeah. I can do that. Yeah. And so um, being here for a week, a little over a week, um, are you starting to get a little bit of a vision and, and you're starting oh, to yeah. see things? Oh yeah. I know we haven't had a lot of time to sit down and talk. We've had a couple of meetings, but, um, uh, there's, there's, am I right? There's tons of opportunity. Oh yeah. It, tons. It, it's, what was your word? Tremendous. <laughs> I'm having a hard time remembering. <laughs> but no, it, come it's, on. I want to say the correct word. Which yeah. Is tremendously. But I think it's tremendously. Tremendously. tremendously yes. Yeah. Thank you. So it's there. Like Adrian, I look at you anytime I'm stuck on words. Cause I feel like you bail me out. So, um, tremendously. That's a, that's our new word. Yeah. But now that you've already brought in some, some guys that hard workers and I can work with that. If you're willing to learn, I can work with that. And, uh, actually want to point out, I think Mr. Mark on Facebook said, been in it 18 years and still learning. You'll never stop learning. Yeah. Mr. Mark, that was actually one of my topics this morning in our meeting. Uh, these guys are, are hungry. They want to learn. And that's, shoot, I can take that. that yeah. That's the kind of guys you want. Yeah. And cause, we've got a good team. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We can build off. We got to step it up a little bit, but we got a good team. Yeah. Um, and I feel like this is the year. Um, that Aaron Overhead Doors really stakes a claim, yeah. you know, in this area. And I'm really excited about that. Um, so thank you for at least <laughs> joining us and, uh, and not even the company, but just the podcast too. Um, I feel like uh, there's a lot of people going through what I was going through. And um, there were days where I wanted to just throw my hands up and be like, you know what? I can't do this. Um, and it's nice to have somebody of your caliber come in and say, you know what? I got your back. You know, what do you need done? What, you know, I got your vision. All right, let me, let me take care of this for you. And I sit in my chair and I'm working and I hear you like knocking out stuff that normally that gets to me. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm just going to take a five minute break real quick. And I'm going to play golf clash because I can <laughs> No, nah, it's freaking awesome, dude. Like I, I, I don't even know. I mean, I just feel like everything kind of floated back up to me and to have someone with your expertise that can handle the situation properly. And I trust you co- completely with that stuff. Um, it's just nice to have that. And so um, if you guys are 
are in a position where you feel like giving up, I think, you know, explore bringing somebody on that can help you out. Uh, for me, that's Josh as a general manager and gives us the opportunity to, to grow together. And uh, like he said, I have plenty of weaknesses. I don't run from those. I think a lot of people think I'm an a-hole because um, for whatever reason, I don't know, but uh, I don't pretend to know more than I know. Uh, do I? No. I try to be pretty humble. I mean, uh, I'm very confident when it comes to like marketing and stuff like that. Sales, I'm good at it, but um, I don't. Uh, I don't think. What's up, Kathy? Kathy's from uh, Canadian Doormaster. She's uh, she's a vital piece. Her and her husband of uh, Kyle Hart's operation with Colleen and them. Um, I love her to death. I got to know her. She's like the sweetest person ever. I love her. Um, so thanks for joining Kathy. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the hopelessness I think is what drove me, um, to the point where I felt overwhelmed and, um, you know, I started a parts company. I started a parts company and that did pretty good and recently started taking off. And then the marketing company started taking off and here I am trying to balance three businesses and I didn't expect any of them to do as well as they did. Maybe Aaron over at doors, but right out of the gate, all three businesses have kind of done really well. And there's a price that comes with success and that is time and effort and processes and systems and accountability. And um, I don't think there's one person that can genuinely run three businesses successfully. Um, and I realized that, and I knew that because Aaron over at doors was the most, um, established and required the most attention, had the most employees. Uh, that's where I needed to delegate the most. And, um, so I just want to tell you, thanks bro for coming on when you did. Um, I know that last, the, the first day you came on, it was probably a little overwhelming. Everybody came to me like the week before Adrian, like, I'm in my office. People would stick their head and be like, Hey, boss, I, I need this, whatever. I'd be like, Josh will be here on Monday. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> literally I checked out. I was like, Oh my God, my brain is mush. I can't do it no more. Like just get me to Monday and we'll be all good. Um, so it was, uh, it was funny, but, um, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was perfect timing. And I feel like, I feel like during that time, um, you can find some pretty dark spaces and I was able to find those dark spaces. And so, um, you know, it's just a godsend. I love the fact that not only you, but other people that I've been told that I should go after that are really good, um, have also been very receptive to my message. Um, and so one of them being a family member of yours, um, you know, I've recruited him as well. And, uh, I don't know if he's in or out right now, but at least he's listening. Oh, yeah. um, and so you get to a point where uh, you try to find the best of the best. And sometimes it takes a year, two years. There's a guy I've been recruiting for almost three years and I thought he was going to join us. I just got a message before he came in here. He's going back. Oh, uh, and that's fine, right? Like it's no big deal. Um, but he thought he was going to leave and then change his mind. Um, but I, I, I like to recruit the best of the best. I want an all-star team. Um, and there's no disrespect to the companies in our industry. Um, and I know there's a lot of people who have different perspective on recruiting employees, but 
and and in my lifetime, uh, I I I didn't grow up a garage door guy. I didn't have friends in the business that I could pick up the phone and call and be like, "Hey, do you know anybody?" And so for me, it's you know when I, when I first started was going to the docks. Hey man, you looking for side business? Hey man, do you know an installer? Hey man, I'm Ryan. You know, do you have this? Do you know this? And um, it's a humbling experience, right? And so uh, now I get to recruit people and I try to recruit the best of the best and I want the best of the best. And I want a team who are professional and um, honest and have integrity and humble, but like super confident at what they do almost to the, like right before cocky. Yeah, That's what I want. Like, like give me any task and I'll crush it for you. But I'm going to do it with humbleness but I'm going to kick the ass of that task. Right. Like that's the mentality that I like. Um, that's why I like athletes, like college athletes. If you find a good college athlete who wants to get into garage doors, like that's a win in my opinion, um, because they're used to that competitiveness. So, um, I don't know. That's, uh, that's kind of where I'm at as far as recruiting. But I mean, there's, there's one guy here, um, Queensberry. I hope he doesn't mind me throwing him out on my podcast. I love this guy. Like this dude, every time somebody's on Facebook asking about garage doors, I mean, like this guy's a one man show and I think he's a one man show. He started his own business and uh, I know he's doing some work for other companies, but he's got his own business. And I swear the guy gets recommended like five times on every post I've ever seen on Facebook and I don't know if he's got like a crew of people that just do that for him or like, I don't know, but he's, um, I, and, and, and then on the other side of that is you hear people constantly talking about how good these people are. You know, when you ask around, that's the keys, right? Like I'm sitting here like, okay, this dude's a freaking all-star and he probably never wants to work for me, but I'm going to reach out to him anyway, you know? And so I reach out to, to Queensbury, like, I don't know year and a half ago and I was like hey man how are you he's like hey I'm good and I just like to fill him out you know yeah. I want to see if he's a jerk or if he's nice and whatever he turns out to be this super nice guy right and just has a great personality I thumbed through his like I'm not stalking him but thumbing through his Facebook I'm like this dude's legit like he's a cool guy and um, here we are like I don't know every opening I have in my company I'm like yo bro like are you interested and he's so polite about it. He's like, Ryan, I really appreciate the offer. Unfortunately, at this time, it's not a good fit for me. And I'm like, I knew it. I knew it. I just had to ask, right? Yeah. So, um, and maybe one day he gets to that point where he's like, I'm so tired of you asking me. I'm coming, dude. Like, I'm coming to to work with you. I just want to see what it's about. I don't know if that ever happens, but um, I love that guy. Like, I think he's great. And um you know, I think he fits that mold of humble but hungry. Um, I think he probably makes decent money and um, probably doesn't need me. And that's okay. What's up, Kyle Hart? We just talked about you earlier. I don't know if you can start from the beginning, but um, first part of the show is all about you. And you had your own show. So um, let's see. We got a text message. Uh-oh. Let's see what this is. Hopefully it's not somebody cussing me out. 
All right. So good job on the, uh, actually he's a great job on the podcast. What do you recommend for marketing, getting leads and what, uh, what to stay away from? So, uh, great question. What do I recommend for marketing? It's kind of a broad question. Um, I guess it depends on what stage and what your budget is for marketing. Are you doing commercial residential, a little bit of both? Um, some companies, uh, I, I would say this is what we're, uh, are you on, go ahead and show the video. Um, I'm doing, I'm reading this book about, uh, building a story oh, brand. They, can they can't, yeah, they can. Oh, okay. You can't see it. So here you go. Uh, building a story brand, uh, by Donald Miller. As a matter of fact, Donald Miller, uh, I actually found out about him a long time ago and read, uh, his first book. I think it was called blue like jazz. Um, tremendous book. If you guys haven't read it, um, there was a movie made about it, but it's not quite as good. Uh, but I, 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 he's all about simplifying your message so that you don't burn too many calories of the person listening. And I can be a little bit, you know, and you know that. Um, so, uh, I burn a lot of calories to the people that are listening, which is why I'm perfect for a podcast. Right. Um, so, uh, what he means by burning calories, he's just saying, um, that he is, um, you're exhausting people with all the words you're using. You can cut out a lot of it and get your point across and be more effective. And so what's up, Matt Weber. Thanks for joining. Um, and so the, the, the issue with asking a broad question about marketing, in my opinion, is that I don't have a simple answer for you. So I would have to go into this long winded like evaluation, which is where I think I lose a lot of people when I talk to them about, marketing, but it's not like a garage door. Not everybody has an eight by seven or a 16 by seven. It's a lot like when people call in and say, I need a quote for a garage door. Can you give me one over the phone? Sure. <laughs> what size door do you have? Oh, it's standard. Great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so a standard door, meaning uh eight by seven, eight by eight, nine by seven, nine by eight, 16 by seven, 16 by eight, 18 by seven or 18 by eight. Cause those are the most common standard sizes that we see. Uh, and they're like, Oh, I don't know. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, can't you just give me a price? I'm like, mm, sure. Like $5,000, right? Like, I mean, you, you have to ask the appropriate questions to get the information. And, and so, when it comes to marketing, there's a lot that goes into it. And I genuinely believe the right answer to your question is, um, without knowing you, your business and your demographic in the area that you live in, I can't really answer the question. What do I recommend for marketing? Some things that I would suggest to you that are like in every market work, I would say it's never too early to start search engine optimization. Because uh, I believe that it's a long-term buy-in. You got to be bought in long-term. You're not going to see results right out of the gate, but the more you do it, the better you do it, um, the more results you'll get long-term. Right now, uh, I think we're at 50% of our business comes from organic traffic uh, through Google My Business and uh, local organic search. And that's a huge that's a huge deal for us. But when Google does like an algorithm update like they recently have, uh, we've dropped a little bit. So, um, we, uh, you know, we've got to do some tweaking and, and work our way back up, but it's a, it's a constant thing that we, we work on, uh, almost every day. So, um, 
SEO is is definitely a must. Google My Business is definitely a must. Uh, you these may be uh, super simple for you. I'm not sure uh, where you're at in your in your stage of your business, but those two are great. I'm huge on buying leads. I think especially in the beginning, buying leads is probably the best thing you can do. Um, there's a way to leverage leads in the beginning that's better than buying AdWords. So you can buy a lead from, from home advisor for 20, 40 bucks. Okay. Uh, a lot of these guys will go on AdWords and they'll pay, uh, guys around here in some cases are paying 40 to $60 for a click. Um, that doesn't even mean it's going to convert to a lead. So now you've got, you've got, you know, an average conversion rate on a website, if it's doing really well, it's 10% roughly. So if you get 10 people and you're paying $40 a click, that's $400. You get one lead, right? Maybe two. Let's say you get two. You're doing really well. You get a conversion. You get 20%. Two people reach out to you. Um, $400. So you're $200 a lead. Let's say you only book one. So now you're $400 for, for an appointment before you even go out. And we had this conversation earlier in this uh, season one with um, Tom uh, Wadsworth about how that's caused some of the companies without a lot of integrity to jack up their prices and go crazy with it. Because if they overpay for the leads, they almost have to do that in order to, to, to maintain, um, you can't pay $400 for a lead to go out and do a $300 spring change <laughs> numbers don't add up. So, um, so, uh, you can leverage lead providers like home advisor, um, not really Yelp. I would say home advisor. Um, I used Thumbtack when I was new. I have gotten away from Thumbtack since then. It's really difficult. Um, they've changed some of the things they've done and I'm a little bit more attracted to it now, but I'm still not really a player on there right now. Um, but home advisor gets the leads for you through the television advertising, AdWords, local search, and, um, and you pay 20 to $40 for a lead. So for me, that's a win. Um, although they're still making their money because they're going to send it to three or four other companies. Um, but you know, if you're confident in your experience and the, your ability to close a deal, I, I actually like home advisor. We do pretty well with it. And that was, um, I got to where the first year I rode the back of home advisor and, um, because I wasn't coming up in search results, uh, as well as I am now. And, and so, excuse me. So, um, I love home advisor. I love leads. I don't like these services where the leads are like, um, you get one every month or whatever. If, if you're not getting to me, if I'm not getting at least 10 leads, um, a month, I'm not really interested because it's too much effort, um, to have a vendor on board and, uh, and do that. So, um, I hope I answered your question in a good way. And, and just so you know, like uh, and what to stay away from your last question. Um, I mean, I, I would, I would be very careful. There's a lot of uh, lead companies out there that will call you and sell you leads and they'll go on Google my business and create a fake company or multiple fake companies generate leads and sell them back to you. But what happened? maybe you were in the top three before you started buying those leads and now you're in the top, you know, you're in the five to 10 range cause they pushed you down and the year they're selling you leads that you would have got anyway. 
Um, and that's actually happening. Like there's companies calling around to garage door dealers saying, Hey, we got leads. We can sell you local leads of people who are ready. Are you interested? And they're like, heck yeah. Uh, how much? And they'll say, you know, $20 per lead. Great. Let's do it. Uh, and there were repair leads, whatever. And though this company will literally go on Google, my business and put up three or four fake Google, my business accounts, optimize them and, uh, get the phone calls, turn them into leads and send them to the companies. And, um, but I mean, you had a chance to get that one yourself if you would have done a good job. So, you know, you gotta be careful, uh, that, that you're not buying leads from a company who's going to put up a bunch of fake stuff. Uh, your phone numbers from Arizona. Um, I think that, uh, you got a lot of that going on in Arizona just due from some of the, the site audits that we've done and looking at competition in that area. Highly competitive, lots and lots and lots of spam, like tremendous amounts of spam in Arizona. So um, that's uh, that's definitely an issue. Um, I spend a lot of time every month. This was another reason why I think Josh is so critical to my business is uh, uh, I spend a lot of time working with people in the industry, answering questions. Um, so if you want to chat, um, I'm happy to talk to you, even if it doesn't turn into business for me. I just genuinely enjoy uh, helping people out. So I might be able to point you in a more um, a better direction, knowing a little bit more about your business, Matt. So if you want to, you can hit me up on Facebook and we can schedule something uh, here in the next week or two. Um, Matt, Weber, Matt Weber said, keep up the good work. Got to run to my residential team meeting. So... Go get a mat, grow that residential side. Woo woo. I don't think he's going to, but I don't know. He's growing everything. Everything he touches right now is growing from what I'm just in my conversations with him. Well, listen, uh, this was our first show. Anyway, what did you think of it, Josh? Did you enjoy being on? You didn't do a lot of talking yet, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't do a lot of talking, but I, I think is there anything you feel like you could add to it that people like maybe they want to be a general manager? Let's take that angle. Like what do angle. you what do you do? Me off guard. Yeah, uh, what do you do if you want to be a general manager? Because it's not I, I like prefer, you were out shopping yourself. No, so you no. For a guy like Ryan, I was uh, I was more or less trying to do all I could to perfect what I could perfect where yeah. I was at, and I'm a big believer of just work toward it. Don't just think go from the bottom all the way to the top. You right. gotta you gotta have all that in the middle. So that's really all I was working on. I mean. This industry is changing so much. It's already hard enough to keep up with that. Yeah. Then let alone keep up with it, use that experience, and then move up into a general manager spot. There, You just took on more hats, and you were still trying to straighten the hat you had. Right. And I think it comes with it. It just comes with it, just yeah. the drive. And you have a good balance of business and garage doors, which I think also helps. I don't know where you got that from. Cause it's, Shoot. I don't think you have like schooling or anything. Do you? No, What's your I don't have any schooling. Uh, how'd you uh, learn? Did you just pay attention? Self-observation or as far as the, the management operations, the operations, management, leadership, more or less just paying attention, surrounding myself with the people that I seen doing it the right way or what I thought was the right way. Yeah. And it's paid off. And it's you a, spoke very highly of the management team at your previous company. Absolutely. And so I think they set good examples and taught you a lot of stuff from what it sounds like, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I set a goal of where I know I wanted to get, or at least where I thought I wanted to get. Yeah. And I would surround myself with those people, and I would just shadow them. I would almost annoy the crap out of them. 
that's I'm awesome. Like, oh, oh, you're running a budget meeting. Let me go ahead and sit in on this. <laughs> yeah, and, I'm like, and uh, that's how I would run. Everybody it. in the meeting is like, "Why is Josh here?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the guy in the yeah, corner? Yeah. Um, no, I mean. You guys don't mind if I video this, do you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, we do. It's yeah. a budget reading. <laughs> no, I, I was, I guess it was, we all say it, it's cliche, but it was the way you were raised, I think also has a little bit to do with it. Yeah. I started at a young age working for family in Alabama that did doors. Shoot, started it doing doors, decks. and Bammer. Yeah. We um, won't hold that against you. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, real quick, Mike, I appreciate the compliment. He said, great show today. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. All right. So if you're a general manager or if you're somebody that wants to be a general manager, let's say, um, be proactive and go out there and learn as much as you can. Probably read some books. See if you can sit on on some of the management meetings that your team's having. Absolutely. Um, I know here if I had somebody who was interested in that, I would probably be open to it. Um, There's certain conversations that obviously they can't be involved in, but. Uh, I don't really have a whole lot to hide. I'm an open book. I mean, you guys know me. I'm almost too open sometimes. Um, I like to hear those employees that want that, that they want to sit right. in. Right. I agree. Uh, uh, that Even if they can't, it's the fact that they came to you wanting it. Yeah. Adam joined late, but thanks, Adam. Love you, bro. Um, he's a precision guy up north, I think. I don't even know where he's at, but he's a good dude. Um what kind of, oh, Chris Lowry wants to know, what kind of door and operator do you have at your house? At my house? That, that's really sad. Uh, <laughs> You're not the only one. You're not the only uh, one. You know how a mechanic is great at his job, but most likely his cars run like crap? Yeah. Well, I, that's me. I built my house a year and a half ago. Me and my wife finally built our dream home, and I don't even have a door opener right now. Nah. I don't even have one. It's Bro, sad. go pick one out, dude. I'm going to have to. Yeah, go pick one out. Take to. one home with you today. My wife's probably. If you need someone to install a resi motor for you, let me know. All right. We'll get it taken care of for you. <laughs> uh, all right. What else we got? Shout, shout oh, yeah. We're going to be at IDA. Yes, we're going to be. Look at Adrian, man. <laughs> all right. So thanks, Adrian, for coming through. Uh, we got a booth at IDA Expo. We're going to have stickers. Um, we're going to um, we're going to be broadcasting there and interviewing folks. I am I am trying to transition and get him up to speed so that I can spend a little bit more time preparing. I leave Thursday for Disney. When I get back, one of the things I'm going to do is set up a um, like a list where people can sign up to be interviewed, and we're going to have time slots. So um, we'll just try to organize that to be as smooth as possible. And uh, we're just talking like, I don't know, what do you think, 15-minute interview, something like that? You'll get on. You'll tell a little bit about where you're from, who you're with, um, a little bit about your company, something that might make you guys unique. Um, and we'll take some photos. We're going to do like um, – where I'd like to take photos with everybody that we interview with. Um, and then I think all three of our sponsors are going to be there as well. So Surewinder, Service Titan, and Somer. I know Somer and Surewinder are going to be there. I need to check to see if – uh, service Titan was there last year. So I believe they'll be there again this year. And then, um, but yeah, find us at the booth. We're going to be on Facebook really active. So make sure you check us out there. And I think that's it. Uh, it's our first show doing live. It looks like it went pretty well. Um, all you guys are definitely not working. So I hope I don't get in trouble with your bosses or whatever, or get in the way of doing business. Um, stay busy. Love you guys. Thanks for all your support. And if you guys need anything, I'm only a phone call away. Hit me up on Facebook, whatever's easiest. Thank you guys. Thanks guys.